Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, only about 13 or 14 minutes usually, but it keeps us in God's Word, and that's important for the growth and strength and development of our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. Some people think that faith kind of just happens to them. Well, that's not the way it works. Faith develops as we study God's Word, understand it, believe it, and make the proper applications to our lives. Help people in your life grow in their faith. Help them become stronger in their faith by sharing these short studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. You may help somebody ultimately get to heaven. What a great blessing for them and for you. So make that commitment today and start sharing. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study. We're talking about which pathway, which road are we taking through life? And ultimately, which one should we really be focused upon? Jesus talks about only two roads through life. Now, I know that from a human perspective, many people would like there to be a third or a fourth or a fifth. There may be 10 different ways, <laughs> but there's only two. One road is wide and broad, and it's a way of sinfulness, ungodliness, uh, wickedness, evil, corruption, that's the broad road, and that leads to hell, eternal condemnation in hell. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, that most people are going down that, down that road. Now, that, that's not something, <clears throat> that's not a truth that is well received by a lot of people, because a lot of people, they want to be able to live their life through however they want to live it, in however ungodly a fashion, however unfaithful to God's word uh, that, they, that it might be, they want to be able to still be okay and get to heaven. But Jesus said, no, most people are going down the other road, the road that leads to eternal condemnation and hell. He said, by contrast, that road that leading toward eternal condemnation as hell is wide and broad, but the road leading to heaven is a narrow pathway of truth, a narrow road, one lane. Stay on the road. Don't get off on any shoulders. There are no shoulders. Once you get off this, this road, then you're not in the truth of God's word any longer. But this narrow one-lane road, that's the road, that's the pathway of truth, and it leads to heaven, eternal life in heaven. But you see, truth is narrow. And again, that's not something, that's not a reality. That's not a principle that is well received by a whole lot of people. A lot of people want truth to be relative, whatever they want it to be. They want it to be able to be reshaped and remolded and changed and adjusted according to their will <clears throat> and according to whatever, whatever uh, criteria that they want to use to try to make it what they want it to be. But that's not what real truth is. I remember somewhere way, way back, I was just a little kid, and, and apparently somebody was talking about four, two plus two not equaling four in some cases. I remember my brother-in-law, who was a, <laughs> he was a mathematician, basically, and he said that is, basically he was saying that is absolutely absurd. And he was right. Two plus two always equals four. It doesn't equal anything but four. And if somebody says, well, I think that's too, that's, that's too legalistic. I think that's too, you know, cut and dried. Uh, it, it, it's it's just, just too set in stone. I, I don't think that's, that's proper. But, you know, get real. Face the facts. Truth is truth, whether anybody likes it or not. Somebody wants to change the truth, it's no longer the truth. It's what their will is. Well... <clears throat> 
we're talking about living by God's truth, the Bible. If we want to, and we've talked about the, the, the contrast between what Paul laid out in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, as physical exercise, bodily exercise, he calls it, and spiritual exercise. He, he says, exercise yourself toward godliness, for bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable not just in this life. It's going to help us to live a better life, a more fulfilling life here in this world on the physical plane, but because it is beyond just the physical, it is it, it, it is you know, more spiritually focused, he said it's going to help us not only in this world live the better life in this world, but it's going to help us get to heaven. And that's eternal life, where there is no more suffering, sickness, pain, sorrow, dying. No, it's completely the opposite of what we experience in this life on the physical plane. Well, this, this life is filled with sorrow and suffering and pain and sickness and dying, ultimately. And everybody, unless the Lord comes again first, everybody will die physically. But in heaven, it's eternal life. So which road would you want to take? Would you want to take the road that ultimately leads, up, uh, lead, leads, leads to eternal condemnation in hell, where we're talking about eternal condemnation? We're talking about pain, suffering, agony on an ongoing basis, never ending, as God's judgment upon, man, upon those who are there because they did not live by God's, by God's will, they did not glorify him in their lives, or they did not respect him as God, or would you want to be in a place where there is none of that, where it's all, all absent of pain and sorrow and sickness and suffering and dying, a place of bliss, a place of eternal life. Well, what are characteristics of walking down heaven's road, that pathway of truth that leads to heaven? We began looking at those. In fact, we've gone through several of them. It is ultimately a walk in the light of God's word and his will for our lives. We looked at 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 through 7, and where God is light and in him is no darkness at all, the darkness personifying evil, wickedness, sinfulness. His word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our paths, Psalm 119, verse 105. Heaven's road, walking down heaven's road, that's a walk in the truth of God's word. And Jesus identified his word as being truth in John 17, 17. Walking down heaven's road is, is walking uprightly, that is, with integrity, Psalm 25 and verse 21. And also, as Jesus put it in Matthew chapter 18 and verse 4, it is to humble ourselves. It is, it is walking humbly with our God. He says, humbling ourselves as a little child to walk with God, respecting God as our creator, as our heavenly father. Well, let's look at another characteristic walking uprightly with integrity, walking humbly with our God. <clears throat> Another characteristic is walking properly, properly. In Romans 13 and verse 13, the apostle Paul wrote this, let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy. Walk properly. Have you ever acted in such a way on some particular occasion where shortly thereafter you were ashamed of yourself, 
for having done that, for having acted in that way? Probably every single one of us has had that kind of feeling, that kind of experience, and probably every single one of us more than once. Well, if we walk by God's word, if we'll let the Bible, his word, his scriptures be our guidebook through life, we'll have less and less opportunity to have to feel ashamed of ourselves because of the way we acted. I've told the story many times in teaching and preaching over the years. I, I've never forgotten what my father, a principal, he, he, he ingrained within my head. And I tried to get that principle across to my sons as my wife and I were raising them through their growing up years. And I remember my youngest son hearing that he had that same influence on someone close to him. My father said, my daddy told me to never be anywhere where you'd be ashamed to be caught dead. <laughs> That was a principle that stuck in my head. It's still there in my head. What if all of a sudden something happened and you died in some, such, in some particular setting, having taken part in some kind of behavior that when you faced the Lord at judgment, you were ashamed of? I shouldn't have been there. I shouldn't have been taking part in that. Have you ever let some kind of vulgar language flow out of your mouth in response to something that made you angry? And then in a few moments you were ashamed that you spoke that way? Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy. Because you see, the way we live our life ultimately will have consequences, <clears throat> and eternal in many cases. Philippians 4 and verse 8, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things, on these things. We need to have a more positive, and how does, how does a more positive outlook and focus in life, where does it come from? And my life needs to be centered in God's word. My life needs to be centered in God's love for me and consequently my love for him. And, and if I truly love God, I'm going to be dedicated to God. If I'm not dedicated to God, saying I love God, that's a lot of emptiness in those words. God loves us so much that he created us with a soul. God loves us so much. What does John 3, 16 say? That he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God loves us so much. What does Romans 5 and verse 8 say? That while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God loves us so much that he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But coming to repentance is my responsibility. God loves us so much that he made the way for us to come to repentance and be forgiven through Jesus Christ and have that not just a wild wish, 
but a confident expectation of eternal life with him in heaven. God loves us that much. We need to walk properly. We need to live the Christian example. I've often, I, I say often, it's, it's, I've been done this several times. I've taken an ink pen and I've drawn a little circle and filled it in on the palm of my hand, held it up to a class that I was teaching and said, what do you see? Well, naturally, their eyes are drawn to that black or blue dot on my hand. But you see, that's only maybe 10% of the whole surface of the, the palm of my hand that I'm holding up. But what do they see? They see the black part, the blue part, the dark part. We'll compare that to a life that every now and then we live improperly. We do things that are ungodly. What are the people around us going to see? They're going to see that dark spot, that sinfulness in our lives. We want them to see godliness in our lives. We want them to see the light of godliness shining forth in the way that we live and thereby bringing God glory. We'll look a little bit further at the characteristics of that road whereon we can walk down heaven's road next time. Let's pray. Father in heaven, help us to walk faithfully and obediently down heaven's road, the road, the pathway of truth that will lead us to an eternal home with you in heaven. And help us, Father, to exhibit in the way we live our lives that that is the road that we're on. And help us to steer clear and stay away from that other road that leads to eternal condemnation in hell. Please, Father, help us, we pray. Please forgive us and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.